2: You are Locked On Nets, your daily Brooklyn Nets podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Brooklyn,
1: Brooklyn, yo. Oh, hey, it's the Locked On Nets podcast right here on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, the Brooklyn Nets, every single day. I am Adam Arnbrecht covering the New York Football Giants on the One Giant Podcast. He is Douglas Nori, DFSR, owner, operator for all those daily projections. FanDuel, DraftKings, he's got you covered over there. Hey, Doug, what the heck? Let's talk a little bit more about James Harden today and (laughs) the concrete thoughts that we all collectively, not just as Nets fans, but as the NBA world overall agree, are facts and they are immovable. Well, it just kind of, you can't even,
0: you can't even post a podcast because you got to worry that three minutes later, you're going to get some piece of conflicting news. That's going to call into question the thing you just talked about. And that's just kind of where we are with the Harden thing right now. It's in, it's mired in no news and it feels like any second something could happen and you get conflicting reports from all over the place. Like there's different stuff is being, I mean, I'll tell you what's, what's true. This, this part's true. Stuff, all kinds of different stuff, is being leaked to just about everybody out there. <laughs> like, and that that part is hundred percent true because there are so many conflicting sort of like stories and reports coming out from people that aren't in the hot take business that are in the reporting business. And when yeah. that's the case, th- those things just don't get you know float down from air and you make them up on like a little piece of paper. Like this stuff all has legs from people that they trust, right? That the people that they have sourced to be. Reliable people in organizations, whether it's the Nets, whether it's the Sixers, or wherever, reliable people in these organizations that they can trust and say, a you know, a piece of reporting that you know James Harden is they're 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 getting close on a trade, or James Harden is not being traded. You know, <laughs> like and these wildly, these wildly conflicting reports, depending on where you read, and that's just kind of where we are right now. That I just don't even know. I don't know what to believe, um, and i almost just at this point just going to say, "Hey, wake me up on Thursday at one p.m.," and and like, and that's what I'm going to do because following each little, following each little you know morsel that gets tossed out there is is almost totally useless at this point with the hardened thing.
1: Well, by the way, because we we had done, we said maybe we we're going to come over the weekend, do an emergency podcast. We came in with the the wrapping up of everything that gone on. And as you would expect, some people were in the YouTube comments being like, dude, Kevin Durant said he wants him to be there. Like Steve Nash just said, no, we're not treating him, but it's like, yeah, but that's what he said today. And tomorrow yeah. someone will say, heard a rumor and speculation. And I was talking with, uh, talking with Kai Carlin from the locked on Sixers podcast. Keith Pompey is over there as well, working for the Philadelphia Inquirer. And he was talking about what, what, what it seems to sum it up to me and why so many valid reporters are giving you a spectrum of information over three, four days is they're basically saying there's this overhanging cloud of the tampering and not having can have direct conversations about things. And that essentially anything that you've heard that has been talked about has gone on in back channels between the nets and the no. Philadelphia 76ers to avoid any investigations of tampering expectations. So, Whether or not you want to take it at face value that James Harden had said, going back to January, I want to be here. And then, by the way, that's what Steve Nash was referencing. He was saying, yeah, going back to January, like he said he's all in. Like, right, a lot of things have happened since then, Steve Z. Like, it doesn't look quite the same as it did. And I think what it comes down to is where both sides stand on this, or I wondered, do the Brooklyn Nets stand here and think, well, James Harden doesn't want to be here because he's frustrated and the short-term issues that have happened this season? Or is he saying I'm basically done regardless of what happens right now on Philadelphia's side of it? It's, are we surprised that we've had more success this year in spite of not having one of these key pieces in Ben Simmons and maybe going and getting a piece like James Harden is going to push us over the top and make us a contender in the league. Does Brooklyn not want to give a a conference rival (laughs) what the key piece to go on a championship run? All of these things seem to be swirling around it and it's, I wish there was a way just to go, oh, you're not going to stay. We're not going to get you on the extension. It's not worth worrying about the sign and trade in the offseason. We should pull the trigger now. And maybe yeah. it just comes down to what each side is setting up expectation-wise. As we've heard, 76 are saying, well, we want a lot back for Ben Simmons. And if the Nets look at Harden and go, well, we all know what he is as a talent. There's no world where you're, where you're lining these guys up and saying, oh, it's a one-for-one one if we ever made this deal. Yeah, dude, this is what I mean about
0: it. it's a po- totally impossible situation, and I, we were talking about it before. But it's one of those crazy situations where it feels like both—I te- can't remember any other example like this—where it felt like both teams simultaneously had all the leverage, and both teams simultaneously had no leverage, <laughs> like all in the same, all in the same situation. Like it's like because if, if you look at it one way, you're like, dude like the Nets are totally the driver's seat here. They just don't have to do anything. They have Harden. They do not have to sign and trade him to Philly. Like, even if they want to do extension, they don't have to do a single thing. They have the best player right now. You know what I mean? Like, so this is the Nets side. But then the other side of the no leverage part is like, well, if he doesn't want to stay and maybe he's hurt a little worse than you realize, then you know, that is realized, or you've, you are convinced that like, the, he's on a pretty steady decline now, then you don't have any leverage here. And then on the flip side, it's like, okay, Philly can look at that second piece and say, all the things I just said about Harden, they have the younger guy, he's locked into long term, he would fit really well with your team, blah blah blah. And they can go and they say, So we're just gonna do like one for one or something like that, right? Yeah. And
1: then but then at the same time, Philly has no leverage because the guy doesn't even play for their team. <laughs> so it's like <laughs> right because and that's like, well, we just gave up a thousand picks to get this guy a year ago. We can't just give him away for nothing. Like we Simmons can't. Just doesn't take play. back. Simmons doesn't even play. Simmons Simmons doesn't even play and it said he's never playing again for them. So
0: it's like they have no leverage either. Like they they, they don't have to do, they can't dictate any terms
1: that everybody knows that the guy's not coming back to play for them so it's like it's totally nuts is this by the way the perfect reason why these are the only two teams that can make a trade with one another right now because if, if you take out one or the other and you go well you know and james harden is a valuable piece a lot of teams would want him but like ben simmons well he's disgruntled he hasn't been playing he's a devalued asset any team you want to trade with you heard about the kings right like that's ah, too that's too high of a price tag we're not giving all that up to get a guy who then you have to bring in and maybe convince that this is a good opportunity for you. James Harden, same thing. Well, you, you worked your way out of Houston. Now you're trying to work your way out of a bad situation, quote unquote, which is arguably the best situation in the NBA from a talent standpoint that you have around you. So th- that's why these two teams are the only ones that are going, hey, listen, we both got problems. Why don't we just well, trade? It's, it's also because
0: Philly, I mean, if I'm, if I'm guessing here, if anything, this whole started with Philly, like because they smell blood in the water. The Nets are struggling. They don't have Durant. True. Harden is not looking that good right now. They know. They're not going to have Kyrie, like you know. There's like there's a little bit of like blood in the water aspect because if it's just roll, like, if Katie stays healthy, you don't even hear that. There's no, this doesn't never comes up for sure,
1: 100. Do you like, find so fast forward this though? Then to the part where if if the idea is that James Harden was expressing frustration because of what's gone on, he had to do more heavy lifting. Do you find it, you know, a little bit irritating that the idea is Kevin Durant had to come in and go guy, like, take a breath. I'll be back in a few weeks. Like, that that, that seems to be on the net side of it. What's gone on? Harden's frustrated. And and then you put the Kyrie piece on top of it, and I can appreciate that. But the idea that you have to, like, remind Harden and convince him that this is the best opportunity to, to go and win a championship right now, that's the part where I'm just a, a little bit like, Harden, like, look in the mirror, guy. Like, I get it. It's been bad. But it's not, like, it's not like anybody was choosing, by and large, for the things that have happened. Like, Kevin Durant wasn't like, ah, oh, gosh, I... Bruce Brown fell into my leg just like I knew I was going to have happen now. That's what I think is the most frustrating part from the net side of it for me because this should, this is one more thing. I think you said it, you said a couple episodes ago. Can you get three days in a row where the Brooklyn Nets aren't dealing with some new thing that makes it difficult to assume they can win a championship as constructed?
0: Well, the answer is no because they've never gotten it. So (laughs) just, you can't do it. I, I, when we come back, uh, in a second, in a little bit, we're going to I'm going to just go through all the I'm going to try to recap all the rumors that are happening right now. Like right. It, yeah. Like, so, just to give a little bit, which I'm sure will be outdated in two seconds. But like, um, but I'll try to go through all the examples of sort of like what's going on right now, what different people are saying to some degree, uh, because there is kind of a lot. Like, I think there, like we said before, I think there is fire with some of the smoke. I, it's a little hard to tell. You know, how far down the rabbit hole we can get here, and like, or how far these two teams are in this. But I think there are some key pieces we can take away from what's happened sort of so far. First, got to talk to you about TurboTax. People think that unusual circumstances can mean complicated taxes, but for TurboTax Live, those experts, that's what makes things interesting. They love this stuff. You might not like the taxes, but TurboTax has got you covered on that. And we all have unique lives. Maybe you invested in crypto for the first time this year. Maybe you have an up-and-coming small business. You're raising a couple of rambunctious kids. Luckily, TurboTax Live has experts who can answer your tax questions, walk you through the whole process, or do your taxes for you from start to finish. That's what you like to hear. Help you get every deduction you deserve, no matter your unique situation. You can talk to a TurboTax Live expert through your phone or computer without leaving the house. TurboTax Live experts there to help however you need. You do your thing. They've got your taxes. into it TurboTax Live.
2: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama. Every Monday Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked on NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: And don't forget, you've made us your first listen of the day. That's the Locked On Nets podcast covering the Brooklyn Nets. But you're going to want to make the second listen of the day, that NBA trade deadline coverage. It's happening the 10th of February, 3 p.m. And that means the Locked On NBA podcast is going to be covering it from 2 to 4 with Kim Becker, John Carrollis, and Locked On Fantasy basketball host Josh Lloyd, getting all the breakdown and analysis from all of the local experts, including yours truly, along with Douglas Nori. In case any of these deals go down, make sure to subscribe on YouTube to the Locked On NBA channel and turn on your notifications so you know when they go live. Real quick, um, before you get into the, the rumor and speculation piece of it, just from, from talking with Kai Carlin um, about the circumstances, the one other piece we're saying about the two sides and where they stand When we were going back and forth about where is Philly in this process, thinking maybe they can strike while the iron is hot, and what's the perception of that team? Like He was saying that, no, Philadelphia is not looked at, from a guy intimately covering the team, as someone who's going to win the championship, as good as Embiid has been this year. Now, adding James Harden would obviously change that dynamic, but the sense of urgency for them is maybe not as high as you might think it would be, to add a piece. Maybe they're going to sit there and look at the buyout market or look to make some lower-level moves. But I I had said this previously, maybe it's ramping up because you don't have Ben Simmons, but you see what's happening in Brooklyn, and there's this kind of this window to surge and capture a title. But all indications from Kai were that, yeah, no, this is more just a holding pattern and a need to be patient and maybe get to the offseason and look at not just James Harden, but Dame Lillard and other high profile guys that you could bring into to pair with Embiid. Yeah. We already know they're patient because they just haven't dealt Simmons yet under yep. like some
0: pretty under duress circumstances considering the state of the team. Right. So we already know they have this kind of patience thing in their bag simply by looking at how long Simmons has sat out and they've stared at each other the whole season and not done anything. Right. So um, like that's, that one's pretty clear. Oh, real quick, I, you, we mentioned the Kai Carlin thing. We had technical difficulties with the uh, yes. with the recording of the of the Locked On Sixers, so that's why uh, you know we had mentioned that. Uh, yesterday that that was going to happen some technical difficulties and that recording meant that we uh were, it wasn't going to happen so we uh that's why we're doing this one okay so where do we stand on this stuff okay i'm not going to go through every piece of this source stuff because it's long and winding and it's a spider web like charlie days in the office in the mail room once <laughs> <When it's, laughs> pepe silva or whatever his name is <laughs> um that's kind of what it looks like but Okay, so a couple of key pieces. Andrew Wojnarowski from ESPN wrote a pretty detailed article that released this morning, or excuse me, uh, uh, Monday morning, where he talked about, he sort of, for a lot of it, very definitively said, like, the Nets aren't doing, I'm going to sum it up, the Nets are not doing anything. Maybe there was one call put in between Maury and Marks, and, you know, Marks was instantly like, no, we're not doing it. Okay, it's like, it seems so definitive. And then, until you get to the end of the article, and he kind of talks about, like, maybe philly does have enough leverage over the <laughs> over the <laughs> over the nets to make this happen you're like huh i was pretty convinced this was nothing until we got to these last two paragraphs and now it kind of does look like something so that's that one you get a couple of uh you know more prominent podcasts that come out that say that they've heard that they're you know they're already down talking to the pieces and it's like down to seth curry or not right like i said right. what players are untouchable and that you know reporting or like that would make it appear as if you know, things were much further down the line. Then you get uh, Nets Daily did a pretty good um, net income over at Nets Daily had something from actually Keith Pompey that was talking about how the 76ers, one of their minority owners, Michael Rubin, is now being thought to maybe being brought up on like some tampering stuff because of how they facilitated conversations between Harden um you know, back channel conversations that we said before between the team to like to gauge interest, you know, whether you've resigned the stuff that you kind of need to know before you made the trade. It's like really important that Philly knows before they make this trade that like that he's going to sign either the extension or just like a, a long-term contract. Right? right. So like they have to kind of know that before going in. And then you have reporting that Harden, like he did in Houston, because he does not have James Harden does not have an agent. He, um, and it's funny because yes. he kind of like, doesn't, he does not need an agent because he's just like a max player. And like, why pay someone to just oh. get the contract that you can just do yourself? Like with no, I'll take the most at all. Thanks. But, but he did when he was trying to facilitate his way out of Houston, he did retain the, the services of an agency to help in that transition, like, or to help make the trade happen, right. To mm-hmm. sort of broker the deal. So then these, so agents will broker deals as much as GMs because they're Operating on behalf of their clients, and they can sort of speak a little more freely than like a GM's can at times, right? And like they can hammer out some of the details. So, and the reporting was that Harden had was seeking the services, had not hired anybody yet, but was seeking those kind of same similar ser- um, services to try to make something like that happen. All this is like happening at the same time, by the way. Like, this is all on Monday. <laughs> all this stuff yeah. comes out, and all this stuff is so conflicting. Which is like why I said, well, you can just wrap your mind in a pretzel around this stuff because all of it is something and (laughs) it's all and it's like all nothing. It's 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 an illusion.
1: It's it's a magic trick. It's all.
0: What did you let me ask you this, though? Don't you think. Like, don't you think everyone's just like almost like Harden hasn't come out and said anything publicly, nor did he need not, you know, like it doesn't matter. Like he doesn't have to come out and speak. But don't you get the sense that we're already so far down this? I almost just think it's gonna be weird for him to come back. I'm not even saying trade. I'm not even saying we should trade him. I, I, I still, am in team better with James Harden. Like, so this is not that. But man, like, this is so crazy. How can you? How can he come back and just play for the team now after all this? Like, maybe think guys just move on and this is just this is the nature of the NBA. And we talked about the specific thing yesterday about relationships around players. But doesn't it seem so crazy to like? Friday morning, he's just back, and he's like, let's go win that championship. He's like, man, that is not what the last couple of weeks have been about, my man.
1: <laughs> like, Come this on, is boys. Weird. <laughs> I, I know you saw me on the court looking like a borderline and one player, right? Let but. me say one more thing, and then
0: I want to get your question about that. Uh, one more thing this was not a, a reported thing. I did talk to Jackson Gatlin, who was the locked on Rockets uh, guy, um, yesterday for at That's length. Right. We talked for a while, and he had some, and he covered the team through the hard years and had, you know, uh, very good access to the team. So he's like, and he's definitely an insider. But anyway, he he wasn't reporting anything, but he was just commenting how this, fe- this feeling right now around Harden is like exactly what happened right before he left Houston, like right down to like the, the, the way he played in the Kings game to like, look, you know what I mean? Now maybe he's hurt. Like he's got the hamstring thing. I'll, I'll still put that in. He's hurt category. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like i that's how it's been reported. That's how I'll take it. But Gatlin was so interested Cause he was like, Hey, I'll come on the podcast and just talk about the end of that. Like, right. and how these two, these two timelines, are very very similar with the things that were said, the things that were leaked, the play on the court, like the not owning some of the responsibilities, and that's that's not just him that said it. That's been reported too. It's like it kind of is never his fault around stuff. So anyway, I just found that interesting. But anyway, like how with all this in mind, like how did they walk this back into the bottle? It seems crazy.
1: Well, and I'll, I'll start. I'll start with the second part first because I you, you can you know at the time everyone said, well yeah, but Houston, you went through these different iterations, you brought in you know, other players to pair him with. You tried to Russell Westbrook. You had the Chris Paul. And by the way, maybe we all should have been sitting there thinking, huh, now there's one guy that's always there that things don't seem to necessarily work out, had a good run with Chris Paul. But I think we all, at least, you know, NBA-wise, just fans of the league, you go, yeah, of course you want out of Houston. It's all coming undone there. Of course you want to go play with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. And I remember when we were doing the podcast, I I said, I was like, yeah, sure. So you pack on some weight, really really spread it on that you're not interested in being a part of this. You facilitate your way out of there because you're one of the best players in the league and you deserve to be competing for championships. And then when you get to Brooklyn, you'll dial it back up, get yourself into great shape, and it'll all be good. Now, there's these other little things that happen behind that, like getting the injury last season and the carryover effects from it. But to your point. When you hear the firsthand account of how things fell apart in Houston, you kind of have to remove all the other pieces and the big names in Brooklyn and say, okay, so I, I see a pattern here. And we, I never thought about James Harden in the same vein as being a, an interesting personality, a difficult personality. But if you can, if you can be doing this, if the rumors can be around that there's a possibility that you're this upset that you want to leave Brooklyn with Durant, with Kyrie and everything else, then you have to start to say, man, you're right up there with the most difficult personalities or egos around the NBA to deal with. So I want to tap back into whether or not you can rebottle the ketchup on this one. But first, real quick here, just remind you guys that Bet Online has you covered this season with more props, odds, and lines than ever before, as football is now marching towards what they call the big game. Less than a week away here, betonline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just football, friends. BetOnline has up-to-the-minute info on pro and college hoops, as well as NHL, boxing, UFC, along with live real-time updates and current games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the new amazing offers available for the 2022 season. BetOnline, where the game starts.
2: part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: So, no, I don't, you know, you said you're in camp. It's better to have Harden than not. I agree with it on paper. But one, no, I don't think you can rebottle this because the other, the other little undercurrent here is that it does seem like Harden specifically has been frustrated with the mandate in New York City and how that ended up impacting Kyrie and Kyrie's decision-making and that he hasn't been there. And now he's there for away games, but not for home games. That seems to play in it as well. I don't see how it works out that you just come back and everything ends up looking great. Because whether or not these guys are good on the court, good players on the court, I'll go the extra mile. I know that they're incredibly talented and it just kind of works itself out. But chemistry matters. Like It it matters having some sense of what everyone's identified role is. And I know when they've been on the court together, it's been next level incredible. But you didn't have this. That was last year. When you had this beautiful, like, hey, guys, we're surging towards it. Injuries, everything else. It doesn't work out. Now, over this past year, there's been a lot of other things that have unfolded, including the idea that whether or not Kevin Durant said, yeah, I want him back, I think we can win a championship. That's about what's my best chance to win a championship this year. Right. I wonder how Kyrie feels. I wonder how the Nets feel about Kyrie. I wonder how everybody feels about anybody. And at a certain point, I, you know, I don't know if I'm Sean Marks in the Nets that I go, Maybe it's maybe we just need to pull the trigger here. And by the way, if if not Philadelphia, maybe we just need to open it up to everybody. And by and once you do that, then you have to do something. But I don't know. It just seems like this is the kind of thing where we're gonna be talking in the offseason how it kind of, you know, just fell apart over the remainder of the season, things didn't work out, and what are the Nets gonna do with Harden now? And maybe I don't know. Like, is it just worth it to Rip off the band aid now before the deadline, instead of in the off after you haven't won a championship and you have all of these questions to answer. So you said like we're going to talk about the off season. It's not that we're going to talk about this the rest
0: of the season. If he's on the team, w- yes, if he stays, yes, one hundred percent. If he stays on the team past the deadline, this will be the underlying like. Thing that no one wants to talk about at the dinner table, but is like just like just still happened. You know what I mean? Like like
1: it, every missed game, every bad every missed
0: game, yep. everything if they don't because honestly, I'll tell you right now, if they don't win the championship this year, there's no chance he's coming back. Like I'll tell, I'll, I'll say that right now. Like if 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 things even go a little off the rails, you know the the band aid doesn't get lifted. There's like they can't get the injury thing sorted. And all this stuff, there's just no chance. There's no chance. There's no chance he's come back. And so you're going to play under this cloud the rest of the season of if it doesn't work out, you have to just think he's gone. Like, I don't know how you got There's no way you can think anything else. Like, there's like, you'd be nuts if you thought it was going to be different. And right. so, and then you mentioned chemistry before, and I'm generally like not like a huge chemistry guy around that stuff, except, except that when you really want to get to the promised land, you have to have it. Like yes. if you like you know, like to get to win a championship, I would say like it's marginal along regular season win. It definitely helps. Right. But I think sometimes it's like a little overblown, especially when you have like insane talent. Um, mm-hmm. I think that like if you the talent wins and then chemistry is second, like winning allows you to develop chemistry. Right. Like more than <laughs> anything else. But as you get dialed down all the way in, deep into the playoffs where every little thing does matter. Um, not having it is a problem. And it's so hard to just envision how they would have any after all this stuff. And in this case, it's like not just hard. It's like all this time missed, all this other BS that's gone on with the, the team. I can't blame him for being a little frustrated here, for sure. Like this thing has been kind of a mess, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like since since it started. And a lot of stuff, no fault of anybody's, just bad luck. But I just don't know how. This is what I mean about like waking up on Friday and just like grabbing your lunch pail and going back to work. It's just going to be this thing that sits here for the rest of the season. Like you said, every missed game, every time he's injured, every time he doesn't play well, like it's going to be whether we talk about it every time, like people will think this the rest of the season. There's
1: just no, you can't, you can't unring the bell here. And by the way, Kevin Durant's not coming back on Friday morning. He's What's not going mean? to be here for a while. So you're still talking about the Nets go on. I think it's what, eight of their next 11 games are going to be at home where Kyrie Irving won't be available. So even if you get through this deadline and Harden says, oh, it's right, cool, <laughs> I'm fine, man. I'm not going to do what everybody thinks I'm going to do and freak out. freak out. But if if then he has eight home games without without Kyrie Irving and it's, and it's a slog and they're losing games. And by the way, if a handful more losses start piling up here the nets are creeping towards the 500 line here like there's also that whole weight of it as well and that's where i think like what the nets try to accomplish here this is the this is the other weird part that, that comes into play here if you if you're going to keep james harden then all of a sudden we've talked about before when people you know fans always say just go get go get miles turner go you know, go, go get this guy go 18 million what's 20 million who cares about the tax I actually suddenly think that whether you want to or not, you do have to say who gives a crap about the tax implications because you may need to bring in a guy that's going to be more expensive and take every asset you have and who knows whatever pieces it may require to get to a place where you can stem the tide until Kevin Durant is back, where you can pacify James Harden and satisfy him that, hey, we're going to be okay until Kevin Durant gets back. So there's also that layer to it as well. And that's, I think, some of the mental gymnastics that the Nets have to be doing here too, is how much are we going to spend here on top of what we've already spent to maintain this thing to see if it can be successful when we get to the playoffs? And listen, You'll walk into the playoffs. You'll go into the playing game if you had to and feel confident if you have all three of your superstars on the court that you're going to win, that you can take anybody on, and you can win every series and win a championship. But there's a long path from here to there, and I, I do just wonder if at some point the Nets, as an organization, have to be thinking, if the, if if we in our heart of hearts are uncertain about how the rest of the season's going to play out, then we have to consider what we can set ourselves up for in the offseason to re surround kevin durant with other talent and that means avoiding luxury tax implications it means getting as many assets as you can back now that may not be as valuable later i i i, I you you said this before about the playoffs i'm saying it about this i don't care what all the rumors i know it's it's trending in the, the direction of him staying it's not 0% chance that james harden doesn't get traded here right it, it is not a zero sum game yet until the trade deadline passes on thursday if you saw the team Friday too, or whatever the next game is after that, it's like also too. I mean,
0: I again, I typically don't put tons of reactions into this, but like the even the fan reaction is going to be weird, right? It's hard to like total. I know there's a ton of Harden stands out there, and I get it. Like there's people that just love like James Harden is their team. I, I get it. Like there's a huge. I mean, believe me, there's been a lot of people that have been very vocal about this.
1: <laughs> well, like, um, we, I, we, I've been in spaces where they, where two days ago they were like. We don't need him. Bring in Ben Simmons. Let's go. Like there, there is a certain segment of the fan base that is already already thinks that the Harden's gone in their eyes, right? Like they're already done with him. At, well, at it this seemed point.
0: like, in over the weekend, it did seem a lot more like that. This is where it's like, but like, what's the fan? What's the Brooklyn Net fan reaction? It's it feels tough to embrace him after this, unless he comes after the trade deadline and says something like, "Hey, that was none of that was me. I want to be here. I'm re-signed." Actually, that'd be the other thing. There's a one other thing that can happen here the other thing that can happen that could turn it around was to make it through the trade deadline and he like decides to resign the the long-term the contract. Right. Like um which I believe he can still do on that timeline. That would be the one other thing that could change it. Short of those two things and that's not going to happen. So short short of those two things, like I just don't even know I just think the fan reaction is going to be weird around this. Like, and, you know, Nets have a good fan base. They're like, not like totally rabid, like other cities. So mm-hmm. I don't think it would get like real ugly along those lines. Cause I just don't think that's the type of fan. Like Nets have a good fan base, really good fan base, but they're not like that. Right, Like they're not like you know they're not like all that vocal when it comes to stuff in terms of like the insane booing and stuff like that in in general, and so I don't think time like,
1: Nets fans have been through hard times. they get it. We appreciate what you know they appreciate what they have yeah. here right now. And you try to temper they're not going to start booing like the uh, other teams with other players. I was about to throw shade in the wrong direction, so I'll keep that to myself. yeah but we don't need, this, we don't think need to you're drag right. another team down on the mire yeah. with us here, um. Yeah, so I, I think, think you're right. When we but, look, and by the way, I don't know if the I don't know if the extension is the right thing for the Nets to do with Harden at this point either. Like, I don't know if a 4 year extension is what you want to sign up for for a 33 year old James Harden. Like the other two, the other two in Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving, we've said this consistently. They're they're different types of players. Even with everything that's gone on with Kyrie Irving, you can get through this year and come out the other side of it and be like, yeah, of course we want we want to extend Kyrie Irving and have him here with Kevin Durant. James Harden is different. I feel like when you look at those three players and Kyrie Irving being the youngest of the three. But when you look at the three of them, James Harden is the one that I think you'd have the highest level of concern of of how the game evolves over the back end of his career. We talk so much about this Kevin Durant. His game is going to age very well as he gets into his later years. I don't know if that works for James Harden. And then all of a sudden, you're saddled with an albatross contract that you don't know what to do with. Yeah, I don't know. That was fun. Yeah.
0: Uh, a couple of just little housekeeping things just to keep your eye on uh, probably won't have a resolution on this. This is a little bit about Kyrie and his availability. Um, a couple of like, signs that are just going in this direction that we yes. might have this changed is that New Jersey just lifted its mask mandate on public gatherings and schools. OK, so that's masks, not vaccines. But it's a sign that like restrictions are beginning to loosen in this area. Delaware did the same. The, the the New York City mask mandate is set to expire February 10th. I actually think that will be a really interesting day to see what happens with that because I think if that goes back, like, and they they go the same direction as New Jersey, I think you can actually start thinking about a world where that other the vaccine piece is actually the vaccine mandate piece is walked back also. Like, so just keep an eye on that. That's February 10th. We'll see if the city re-ups it. Um, I believe that's only the mask. I don't think that's the. Va-
1: I don't think the vaccine has the same timeline. But at least, but at least, like you said, you you know, if we want to call it, just stepping in a positive direction in terms of, as people say, getting back to normal, this is that first step in that direction. And that, by the way, oh no, I take it back, uh, real quick. That is the that is the vaccination
0: uh, deadline too. So so, uh, just just a day to keep in mind.
1: And 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 that don't be surprised if behind closed doors that was something that was mentioned as well. Hey, I know it's been difficult but we're getting indications. It seems like we're turning the direction where Kyrie Irving could find himself back and available for home games before the season is over or whenever the case may be. And that is something else that you obviously bring to James Harden and say, we are going to get back to the place when it's the yeah. three of you on the court dominating. So um, th- th- these are good, man. These are, these are just fun times. I don't like to be bored. That's my thing. So I, I like to thank just the Nets in general. Yeah, no a, boredom. All right, week. we're
0: going to get out of here. Go subscribe to the YouTube channel. Uh, go leave some comments. Uh, go follow Adam on Twitter, at Adam Marbrecht. Follow me on Twitter, at Doug Norrie. Uh Do all that stuff. And like I said, like and subscribe to the YouTube channel.
1: What is this word, spa? I feel like you're starting to say a word, and you're not finishing it. Are you trying to say spaghetti? Are you taking me for a spaghetti day? Charlie.
0: Always. Oh, so. One <laughs> of the all-time tried. great poets. Well, right, we'll be back again tomorrow talking more Brooklyn Nets basketball.